0: I know, but really, I, I can. T- I'm gonna give you the reason why everything has happened. It's because Mike Sanders landed in Abidjan, Africa. The last time he went to Africa, as soon when he landed, 9/11 broke out. So we go this time, and the whole coronavirus thing. Ha- so I told him, you cannot go to Africa. You cannot go to A- well, not not any part. It's Abidjan only. Every time he goes there, the world falls apart. So. If we ever say we're going back to Abidjan, Africa, say, no, you're not. No, you're not. You're not going. That's not the Lord. So as we come in this morning, now this is a little bit obviously a different environment, isn't it? So, I, you know, I want you to be able to talk. I want you to be able to input. If I come stick the microphone in your face, don't, don't stop. You know, if it's good enough to say, it's good enough to own, Right? That's it. Now, I know you're all spread out and things. I'd rather you be up here around me, but um, I guess I don't always get my way. But as we are going to get started this morning, we're going to open in prayer, but I just want to preempt you a little bit. I have probably three messages that I want to give you, and I thought I would jump ahead and go to one of those. But the Lord brought me back. When I left, I was talking about authority. And so the Lord wouldn't let me move on until I finished this subject because I hadn't conveyed it yet. And it was something that the Lord really deposited in me and gave me a revelation that I'd never had before about the authority of the church on earth. And so... I don't know how it is for you, but the Lord, sometimes he tells you something and you kind of digest it. And I am always of the opinion that everybody already knows this. It's just how, because it seems when the Lord gives me something, it becomes common knowledge. And then I start to assume, well, you all know that and you all have that exact same thing. I always feel like I'm just catching up with the class you know anybody else like me and so you you sort of go oh well they already know that but the reality is that probably not everybody does know it not because I am so smart but because sometimes we just don't delve into these areas and whenever I have found whenever the Lord gives you revelation about something it becomes so simple that you think why well everybody's already caught on to this and so today as we start in prayer I want to open up, and is there any needs that we can remember this morning as we open up? Yeah. Okay, Joda Garza, hip replacement surgery, correct? Eva Hagen is home. Anybody else have anything? Yes. My brother, Gary has a scope, GI scope, and has bleeding ulcers. Yes. Before they know. Okay. We will pray for Gary, you said? Gary, yes. yes. Uh, I have a friend at work who is uh, having heart issues. Okay. A friend at work with heart issues. Yes. Yes, uh, Doug is at home and they are they're still waiting for him to become stable enough for a heart surgery pretty major heart surgery so we just need to pray that he uh, I think there's fluid around his heart and that he needs to have that be gone before he's a candidate for the heart surgery Doug Williams Belinda and Doug Williams anybody else Let's take these to the Lord. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your promise to hear and answer prayer, Lord God. We lift up every need before you. We give you praise, Lord God, for keeping your hand on Eva. And I pray right now for Joe Garzo for this help that you would give him a speedy recovery, Lord God. And I pray that the pain and lord god the immobility lord god would be removed that he would have he would have increase in his body lord god and extra stamina and strength i pray for this brother who is who has this esophagus issue we speak to this throat in the name of jesus and every abnormality and every cell to be to be totally restored in the name of Jesus, Lord. We thank you for it and ask that you would give him such peace, Lord God. And we pray for this co-worker, Lord God, of Ethan's, Lord, that you would touch them and strengthen them in their body, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that you would move, that you would continue to restore Doug Williams, Lord God, his heart, that you would remove all congestive heart failure, all fluid, Lord God. I pray that you would just go ahead and repair every every area of the heart, Lord God, and that all glory would go to you. And I pray that you would open our ears to hear your word today. Our hearts, To receive God, give us Father revelation from heaven. I ask, Lord God, Holy Spirit, that you would show up in this place and that you would baptize us afresh, Lord God, in the zeal and the passion, enthusiasm for your word. And Lord, I pray that you would cause us to see our position on this earth today. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, so y'all know how I feel about Andrew Murray as an author. And so if you don't, I mean, his, his book, Absolute Surrender, is my absolute favorite book. But now I've, I have come to another author, and I've known about this man for many, many years. But I tried to read him a number of years ago and just found out that I wasn't intellectual enough. I, mature enough. Some, you know what I'm talking Have you ever tried to read someone? I read Finney when I first got saved. I read the first chapter of Finney 700 times, I should say. And I, I just didn't, I knew he was saying some good stuff. I just didn't get it. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And so this man, his name is Watchman Knee. And so now, now I am on a Watchman Knee kick. I have found, okay, I'm just going to let you all know, and I'm going to give you a secret. I want everybody to go and look on YouTube and find the Watchman Knee book called The Spiritual Man. it's, It's an audio, and you can listen to it listen to it in the car he teaches on body soul and spirit better than anybody i have ever heard in my life so now this one i found it it's an original copy as you can tell i've got electrical tape holding the binding together and it was published in 1941. And now, Watchman Nee was, if you don't know who he was, a Chinese man. So all of his books were written originally in Chinese and then were translated into English. And that could be some of the stumbling, you know, when you're doing a transliteration. Sometimes it it just kind of gets a little bit weird in the presentation. And that could be some of it as well. But this book is called The Prayer Ministry of the Church. And now, as I began to read this, you know, I read it with a mindset of, yeah, I know this because I've, you know, I, I know about prayer. Prayer's pretty rudimentary, right? We think. But then as I began to read it, and um, I began to talk to the Lord about prayer and the prayer ministry of the church, I told the Lord, this is how it all began. I was just thinking, just, now, my, my devotionals in the morning consist of, I drink my coffee and I get woke up because I've determined the Lord doesn't even want to talk to me before coffee. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So I drink my coffee, and then after I've kind of, I usually turn on the news, and I can only handle just a little bit, you know, and I just turn it off, and then I go, and I have an office, and I I have a window. It's on the east side of the house, so I open it up, and I have my lights. I mean, I'm very, I'm a, I'm a very much a systematic person, and I will be, and then my family knows where to find me in the morning. I use, I like to get up between five and six o'clock. Five is my preferred time. Sometimes I'll lay in hoping I can get Mike out of bed before me to make the coffee. It's always kind of like a little, a nonverbal tug of war. Who's gonna get up and make the coffee? I generally do it. This morning I waited him out though. So I will go to my office and I'll sit there and then I will, I'll have my phone because I study with my phone and, I have, and I have all my, I'll have several books laying on my desk ones I'm reading for this project or that, and I'll kind of pick what, I'll just grab one of the books. I just kind of will get one and start reading it, and I'm usually trying to introduce to myself some new author or something, and that was Watchman Nee at this time. I'd found this in Mike's office, so I grabbed it and thought, I'm going to try that, and as I began to read it, and he's introducing prayer of the church, well, instantly, I mean, how many of you know we have a 714 prayer meeting? We used to on Saturday mornings. Well, when we first came here, that's when it was. And I don't, I don't get together with people at 7.14 in the morning. I don't like you at 7.14 in the morning. Not really, but you know what I'm talking about. I already have a scheduled time with the Lord in my office. And it takes authority over meeting with you. I just didn't feel like it was as productive to meet with you. I'm more productive in my office, right? And I am... And I, and I, um, reckoned that i probably prayed more in my office than, than i could get done by getting in the car and getting my makeup on because no one wants to see that either you know and me without makeup and getting up to the church and i have just wasted all this time you see what i mean driving 10 minutes to church and then getting here and going through the whole rigmarole to gather around the altar for about 10 minutes with you to pray and then back home again But I wouldn't go back home then. Then I would interrupt Mike's entire day because when I'm in the bill, it's not what I'm doing is not important. It's the most important. Am I lying, Mike? That's it. So if I'm already there, I'm up, I'm dressed, I've got makeup on, what do I want to do? I want to eat breakfast. Then I might, well, I'm going to have four or five stops. You know, Lowe's has got to be in there. So by the time I had done all of this, I have interrupted his study entirely. And now he's getting back to the church at around 10.30, right? So we just determined, I determined, it was just better for me not to go to prayer meeting. And then I started reading this book. And so the Lord knew all my answers, and he knew the reasons why I didn't do it, and they were valid reasons. And so, as I read, I said, yeah, Lord, but I don't, you know, going to prayer meeting at at the church at 7.14 i just pray here and he told me instantly it's not the same i said it's not i'm praying i'm there he said different office of prayer and then the lord began to unfold to me the office of the prayer ministry of the church and i got up the next saturday and went to prayer meeting and now I've lobbied since then to get it to move to Wednesday night. So you can all come. Because if, you didn't, if you're like me and it's easier to find those excuses for 7.14 in the morning, then I figure, because the good and the bad of me is that what I'm doing is not important. It's the most important But what I believe in is not important. It becomes the most important. And so, you know, I'll become, I can become completely, what's the word, apathetic towards something, and then the Lord can shift me, and then I become the greatest torchbearer of it, the greatest proponent for it in the world. I mean, I build the soapbox for it, and I stand on that platform, and that's who the Lord has made me. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah. When you don't believe in it or you don't care about it. It's not you don't believe in it. You just not, it's not a part of your, you know, it's not processing through you. But then all of a sudden he lights something and then I'm like, why everybody has to do this? So you'll forgive me of my passion. I'm not, I'm not trying to control you. I just want you to do what I want you to do. That's right. Yeah, yeah, no, but you 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 understand where I'm coming from there. So let's go to as as we open with the word. Let's go to Matthew the 18th chapter, and then we're going to back up to 16, and then we're going to go to Acts 12. But we're going to go really quick through this because I just want to set the the um the foundation for what we're going to be talking about. And these are scriptures we know so well, but there again, if you're like me, understand so little that's that's me anyway now I want to know if you understood it so well why had not you told me just kidding you probably did and I couldn't understand because sometimes if you're like me the only voice you can hear is your own and God work you know what I mean you hear people saying things but you don't have ears to hear okay I oh, love to learn I hate to be taught that's sad uh where are we going to Matthew um what did I say first okay 18 15 through 19 I should have started at 16 but we won't we'll just we'll go 15 through 19 right here now if your brother sins against you go and tell him his fault between you and him alone if he listens to you you have gained your brother But if he does not listen, then take with you one or two others that by the testimony of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. But if he refuses to listen even to the church, let him be to you as a Gentile, and a tax collector truly i say to you whatsoever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven again i say to you if any two of you agree on earth about anything they ask it will be done for them by my father who is in heaven for where two or three are assembled in my name there i am excuse me in their midst okay Very interesting. Let's back up now to Matthew 16, and let's look at that one. Let's get that in. This is the first time this has been introduced, this teaching here. Matthew 16, this is Jesus' teaching, so we can't dispute it. Matthew 16, Um, and we're going to start with verse 16. Simon Peter replied, Jesus said, who do you say I am? That's the setting. Simon Peter replied, you are. Are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And he commanded his disciples to tell no one that he was Jesus Christ. Now let's go to Acts. So we're going to finish up really quick here. Acts 12. Acts 12, 1 through 5. About that time, King Herod extended his hands to harm certain ones from the church. He killed James. What did he do to James he killed him. He killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. Seeing that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to arrest Peter also. This happened during the days of unleavened bread. When he had seized him, he put him in prison and handed him over to four squads of soldiers to guard him, intending to bring him before the people after the Passover, and he was going to behead him as well. So Peter was kept in prison, but the church prayed to God without ceasing. Now, as I begin to look at this, we have to understand that the church, whenever Jesus told Peter, upon this rock, upon, what, what is the rock? Not Peter, sorry, Catholic Church, not upon Peter, the rock, but upon the revelation that Jesus Christ is the Messiah who has fulfilled all the righteousness of the law. It is the depositing ground. Jesus is the yes, for all the promises of God in him are what? Yes. And amen. Now, when we are in Christ, then we become the amen to the Father's yes. That everything is 100% fulfilled in Christ. Does anybody disagree that Christ is the 100% fulfillment of every promise in the word of God? He is the territory. He's, the, he's where every covenant promise is grounded. Okay. Now, when Jesus said that to them, I had always thought in my mind, my Western mind, that when Jesus said, upon this rock, I will build my church, the word he used was Greek. It was ekklesia. Upon this rock, upon Christ, the the Christ, the anointed, I will build my ekklesia. It's where we get words like Ecclesiastes or, you know, those kind of words. Ekklesia, Church. It means called out ones, separated ones. Now, I had always kind of thought that Jesus was introducing a new word because the church, as we know it, did not exist prior to this conversation or didn't even exist in its, it was, he was introducing it in prophetic terms at this time, right? But he was telling them. I've always kind of thought in my mind that they were going, church? What's a church? I don't know, we'll figure out later. Because they hadn't been a church, right? But the reality is this. When he used the term church, ecclesia, they understood what ecclesia was, but they understood it within the context of their culture. They understood ecclesia to mean a governing body. That's what an ecclesia is. So when they heard ecclesia, they heard, I'm going to build a governing body body and so to the disciples because we kind of get a feel for the disciples by this time they were hearing yep he's fixing to come and put the screws to Rome right and we're going to govern now you understand you know conversations about when you come into your kingdom can we sit on your right and your left Because they're hearing, they're hearing, he's going to have this governing body. Well, the only, the only reference that they have for a governing body is a government that's set up on earth, right? To which they understand it to be, in their time, Roman. But they're very familiar with all the governments that have passed through Israel, And so they're thinking, this is what we wanted. Christ is coming. And he tells them, I'm going to set up a governing body. But he doesn't just say a governing body. But he tells them of what they're going to be able to do. And we read first the incident of the brother offended in Matthew 18, right? Now that is the how to apply the principle which is grounded in the governing body of the church. It's just an example of how the church should function as a superior governing body. That if two brothers are offended, me and Randall, getting, getting, we, get, we get sideways. He says that shirts ought to button down the front, and I say they ought to button down the back. Right? And we just can't get it, we just can't get it situated. And, and you've offended me. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to you and say, Randall, you've offended me. And you're going to say, get over it, dummy. Because that's, ha- that's what he would do. So I'm going to go and I'm going to say, my sisters, y'all come with me because me and Randall have a problem. <laughs> 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 yes. Yes, yes, please do. Yeah. Yes, right. A sin. Yes, I am. I am speaking facetiously here with the shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He killed my ox, and he won't take responsibility for it. So, or he he offended my shirt. I know you, exactly. Offended, right? So he's using. Right, exactly. What he? You know. Right. You know what he's saying there? If you've been blessed or you who are not offended, he's saying, he's saying get over it. He's saying don't go tell ten of your friends and go tell that person after you've gotten over it. Lance, I just want to let you know, when you said, you said something one day and i was been mad at you for six months, but I've gotten over it. Don't I don't do that. You know why? Because now he's not over it. Yeah, you didn't even know. Yes, Tawana. Yes. Shut up. No. You don't need to air that. You don't need to air those grievances, right? But we're talking about a true offense. And so, now the but but see it seems sort of out of place though. You got this brother blah 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 blah, you know, whatever it is, it can't be done. But what he's doing is he is showcasing the power of the governing body, the Ecclesia. Now, it may not mean that I we parade them around in front of the church, but it could be that we go to a board, a governing body within the church, that know how to keep their mouth shut. Yes? Can I just clarify that, too? uh uh-huh. This <laughs> is a hot button. For me. Huh? When someone talks about wishing and binding, yes. you're absolutely right. In the Jewish way, is mm-hmm. Uh, so in order what well, you're talking about uh, you're talking about the governors of the government and I will not even say that uh-huh. they have their own government it's true right that that rule their right the and they still had their own they have and still do have their own right government. right but uh, here it's called Dallas area tour so, so we have so we had that government And you'll go through that way. So let me just say one thing. Uh-huh. Ecclesia was commonly understood. Ecclesia, like for instance, another example in the scripture to give context, was when uh Paul was was uh and, and uh, I believe he was somebody else it was called off uh for a mom. Yes, and he said, I'm a Roman citizen. No, no, this is when oh, no, um, I think it was a p Ephesis. Ephesus? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that was a... That. It was a mob called from the general populace. Okay. And the, the courts said it was a batman, batman, It was a... And it it was out. sort of a coup. Well, no, it, was, it wasn't it was a coup against Rome. That was That was against the law. Right. disturbance. Okay. Uh and, and the Romans had it. was any time you were asked on relation, they didn't know if it was going to be there or not. They didn't know if it was going to be there or not. So that was strictly against the law. Right. Like right. And so that's what the impeachment got. It was saying, leader, too. Right. So they were trying to squell that. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. But in this case, in this case, it is, when he's talking about binding and loosing, it is, it is governmental. Right. Right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Right. So, if we have the authority, according to the word of God, and we are a governing body. I wonder, I wonder if we are, in fact, using our authority. Now, I used, I used the, the reference in Acts with regard to James. James was arrested, and what happened to James? He was beheaded. Was it the will of God for James to be beheaded? was it wasn't the will of God for James to be... James was beheaded, so it must have been the will of God. Oh, yes. So they saw that James was beheaded. Now, James wound up better off. Let's just admit it, right? So James was beheaded, and now they have arrested Peter, and what are they going to do to Peter? They're going to behead them. But the church prayed without ceasing. And so heaven intervened according to the will of heaven. Now, I will tell you, you can pray all day and be outside the will of God and not get anything done. Let's not, let's not get that confused. If it's outside the will of God, that's why it is so powerful for you to come together in a body. See, the Lord told me instantly. He, like, downloaded all this in one little fell swoop. He told me that he was pleased with my prayer life because it was a private prayer life. But he said he was not pleased with my governmental authority in the ecclesia. He said, He said, Your private prayer is good, and private prayer is powerful. But governmental prayer is not being appropriated. Agreement. Any two people agree on earth is touching any one thing. It shall be done. That is governmental prayer. And so when we do when we see governmental prayer, we begin to see that. If, if the church had not prayed for Peter, would we have first, second and third Peter written in the Bible? Now this is hard for us, guys, because we are so conditioned to think that God is sovereign and He is, but we put His sovereign will so much over us that we just become these we become not sovereign. How many of you have a free will? You should all be raising your hand was it the will of God to have the first generation of Israelites who came out of Egypt go into the promised land if God is sovereign and he does what he wants to why didn't he get his way Because you're telling me I have to use my free will to line up with his will because I am made in whose image? And in order for me to be made in his image, what did I have to have? A free will. So as we come and we look at this, we begin to see that his church, his governing body on earth, passes his will on earth, we are passing his will. On earth, we come together, we make up something much like in our government, the what's it called, Congress, where the House of Representatives and the Senate come together now. How many of you would agree that both the representatives and the senators have other lives outside of that? But when they walk in, they go buy groceries, they put gas in their car, they go get their nails done, their hair done, they go to the cleaners, they do all these things just like you and me, right? But when they walk into that house on Capitol and they have a chair don't they and they have been duly elected and they sit in that office they can do things there that they can't do at the grocery store or in their private life is this making sense so when we as a governing body of believers don't under what would you feel like to have voted in a senator or a representative and they never showed up to vote you know, you can get their voting records. What if they never showed up to vote? Would, would it be a dereliction of duty? Would it, would, you'd be like, that's, that's wrong of you. But I wonder how many of us... And see, now you know this is coming from a place where I was corrected, so I get to correct you now, right? If you need correction, of course, and you know what you need. So if... We don't show up to our seated place of authority to pray and bring heaven's will to earth. Pray this way Jesus said, Our Father who art in heaven, it's one Father, hallowed be thy name. You're above it all, God. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Where? As it is in heaven. Thy will. Thy will. Now God's got His will. Now, like I said, you can pray all day about something that's outside the will of God, and you're not going. But when we get in alignment, and that's why—why do we use a prayer model on Wednesday night, Mike? Is it because you know the word is God's will, and when we're praying the word of God, we are praying the will of God? See, we've sort of we've sort of cheated a little bit, if you will. We're using the word to pray his will and we're seated there in our governmental seat of authority and we are agreeing on earth and we are giving heaven a receptacle to make the deposit. So we can say this, if we don't pray in that seat of governmental authority, will heaven's will come to earth? Yes, Mike. (laughs) Do not, Hebrews something 25, 325, 425. Y'all can find it. What? 1025? Is that right? I had the 25 right. So do not forsake the, what is it? Assembling. You thought that just meant getting together and staring at the preacher do his job and singing your favorite Bethel hymn. assembling don't forsake it even more what day is it we got what day what day so how many of y'all believe we're in the end times y'all fixing to get tricked here how many believe we're in the end times i know you posted on your facebook feed i know i've seen that rapture i've seen the tribulation thing going around And by forwarding, cutting and pasting. I've seen it. You believe we're in the. I do too. That's good. Now let the word come and talk to us. Don't forsake the assembling. So there are things that we need to come in the house to assemble. And I need you there to form that agreement in order to accomplish. The governmental process of heaven to earth. Would we agree with this? Yes, Andy. So if we don't come and we don't take possession of that inheritance with that probation of doing what he has already set forth, then it is our own negligence, right? And that's what the Lord told me. And so as I look at this, I began to see, here's, here's something that Watchman Nee said. We cannot make God do anything he does not want to do, but we can hinder him from doing what he wants to So it makes me have to come to the place where I say, Lord, have I hindered you? Yes, ma'am. That's all. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. So if we can say the right words and be on the right side of other, it's sin or not, we can have a heart, especially in thinking of Christ's commitment now, right now. Mm-hmm. We can be in a state of fear, mm-hmm. and we are not praying out of the right place. Yes, and I agree entirely with that. I have so many times gone to the prayer closet and gone to prayer and gone to church. I have stood up in front of people and I have preached, and my heart's not been right. That's a true story. But you know what I have found? That as I have come in, I've taken my body. So you need to have your body in this. I mean, if if you're just with us in spirit, it's not real encouraging, I'm sorry. So if I take my body and I keep aligning it with the will of God, even though my heart may not always be 100%. Anybody ever been there? There's something about... Everything starts lining up when I start putting my body in the right spot. Yes, Mike. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, that's what the Lord did in one moment. I began to write these notes as God reproved me. Now, he didn't chain me to the wall and beat me up and tell me I was a stupid imbecile, did he? That's not how my father reproves me. He reproved me in a way that made me want to do what he said and be happy about his reproof. Anybody know what I'm talking about, being reproved? Going, wow, Lord, that was a great correction. And wanting it and going, correct me again. That's what, that's what happens with us. And so if we look at this, So we have to ask, we have to respond. Ezekiel 36 is very important because we see that the prophet goes out and there's the situation on earth, right? Valley filled with dry bones. Son of man, this is the whole house of Israel. They're all messed up. They're in Babylonian captivity. What can I do? Can these bones live? Well, Lord, you know. But then earth had to respond, right? What did the prophet have to do? Speak the word. Speak the word. Make a proclamation in agreement with heaven. Speak the word. Speak the word. Speak the word. Prophesy. Okay. I prophesy to these dry bones. Look at me operating in my governmental authority. I prophesy to these dry bones. I command you to come together at the behest of the word of the Lord. I command you to move from your spot that you're in and come together by the command of God. Why couldn't God just do that from heaven? Because as a scripture, we all need to remember is this. The heavens are the heavens of the Lord, but the earth has been given to the sons of men. You are a steward over this earth. And if God just goes and changes his whole direction because you won't do what you do, then God has changed who he is. And he can't change who he is or what he said he will do. He will wait for another generation. I don't want the Lord to have to finally look at me and go, Andrea, I'm just going to step right over you. Lamie and Hannah and Jacob are probably going to do it better. I hope they do. But I don't want him to have to step over me because I'm so stubbornly assigned to myself. Anybody else like me in here? I mean, it's, it's just a fact. It's a terrible fact, but it's a fact. So the Lord gives me this revelation, and I have to know, and we prophesy and we speak. Why do we have to do that? Because we're image bearers. We are assigned to this earth. That's what we do. He uses the program he set in place. He gives us this assignment to earth. Do I agree with, the, with who he made me to be? Do I agree with who he made me to be? I have to start agreeing with him. To be in disagreement that I step outside of his sovereign will and I refuse to do what God has called me to do. I become ineffective in the kingdom of God. I'm no better off than the one who took the one talent and hid it in the earth to protect it. He is the Lord of hosts. Well, the Lord is. He is. He is among His people. The Lord is definitely among His people. That's what He said. He said, "Anywhere, any two agree on earth, I am there in the midst." Yes. Yes. What? Da 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 da. If y'all would come to Wednesday night service, if it's available, you would understand that that's exactly what we do. We pray through the scriptures, and what do you say, Mike? Is God showing anybody anything? Who has something to share? There's a microphone at the front of the room. See, we like to talk about these things in theory. But doing them... Has a whole nother impact on our life. Yes, ma'am. Are you coming to Lana? Yeah <laughs> You've already made plans, see? Because you've been doing that a long time. You will be coming to do to sit in your governmental a seat of assigned authority to bring heaven's will to earth. I think it was Dennis, you after Wednesday night service, you said you saw the Lord. He said he was dispatching angels to assist us. Yes. And so I, I, like I said, I was gonna move on from this teaching. But the Lord said, no, it's the most essential thing that my church will do. They've got to gather, assemble, and do government. They've got to do government. So as we move on, we see this, that he gave the earth to the sons of men. Amos, we come into agreement with the will of God. When we're in agreement with the the will of God, then our will is no longer opposed to his will. See, because you have a will, he made you in his image, he gave you a will. You can take your will and oppose God's will with your will. You can. Our self-will is always opposed to God in our carnality, in our fallen nature. So we, we bring ourselves under the control of the spirit and we align our will with his will. God made us with a free will. If God's will versus our will, we live a limited life now this is the this is the diagnosis for christians who live powerless overcome and defeated lives this is it y'all this is right here is where you just go that's a horse pill it is it is nothing more in its root form of our will is against his will and the, that, that combat of our will against his will, it produces limitations on our life because we're not in agreement. Think about it as a hose hooked up to another hose, and then, but if we're not in agreement, then there's, there's the flow. I mean, there might be some that trickle in, right? But it doesn't have the full flow that he wants with agreement. So God made us with this free will. God's will is equal to our will. It equals an abundant life. Imagine, now here we go imagine for a second y'all all have an imagination right because God gave you one just like me how you use it is your free will i just let that linger now let's imagine for just a second that you're in a room picture yourself in a room and you're all alone the lights are on and there's only a table and a chair in the room can anything in that room oppose your will say you want to take the chair and put it on the table can you can you take the table and flip it upside down and can you stand on the underneath side of that table can you fold the chair up you can do anything can you bust the table up if it's wood into a million pieces you can I mean, given that it's a, you have the strength to do so, that, that table will never oppose your will, will it? The chair will never oppose your will. Now, let's add the same room. Let's put another person in there with you. Now, let's say you want to move the table and chair against the wall. Is there any will in the room to oppose you? Oh, yes. It's called church. That's just one other person. You instantly knew how hard it was to get something done just by adding one other free will. Do you now know why the power of agreement is so powerful? <clears throat> Let's put a hundred people in the room. <laughs> Seems that way, doesn't it? Do you see how important it is to only have one will? And whose will is that? The will, let my, thy will be done on earth. As We can only have one will, and that has to be the will of the Father. We understand this in the body teaching. I don't have time to go into that. So we see, if only had God made us tables and chairs instead of image bearers. But he didn't. He wanted us to bear his image. God, here's another Watchman Nee quote. God makes us free people who can choose to hear or not to hear, to decide or not to decide, to follow or not follow, to live or to die. Yes. We have five minutes. Thank you. Okay, I'm moving fast. Okay, so we are made to choose with a free will. We allow or hinder God's will. Say that with me. I allow or I hinder God's will. It's a fact for me. It's a fact for you. There's no other version of a disciple of Christ. And only disciples are, in fact, Christians. There's not some lower brand like you can go to Planet Fitness and get a black membership or a what-other-color membership. You only get one. You're either a disciple or you're not. So we're made to choose. We have a free will. From man's creation forward, the free will can either allow or hinder God's authority to get through. Do you all agree with that? We either allow or hinder God's will to get through. We have got to put aside the notion that God's sovereignty says that he's going to get done whatever he wants to get done regardless of what I choose to do or not to do. That is not true. That is the k- greatest cop-out of our young generation today. They go watch a blog, or they listen to a vlo- uh, they watch a blog on, online or a documentary, and all of a sudden, there's this new bandwagon rolling through the land. It's not a new one, it's an old one redecorated, and it's called Calvinism. Uh, yes, it is. And you know why it's so popular to a younger generation? They don't have to do a dad gum thing. They just hang out, get a tattoo, smoke a joint, and live life, merry, happy-go-lucky, and drink a few beers whenever it's convenient for them, and go to church when they want to because God's sovereign and he does what he wants to do. And he's going to save whoever's supposed to be saved. I don't even know that. You may be supposed to be saved and you're not. You're not supposed to be saved, but you are. No wait no it's you and not no n- oh well who cares just let god do a deal with it yeah it's not it's in a, do you think we have a mess today could it be now i heard someone say this that all the things that are happening in the world today could it be because the church has been closed for a while now let's think about it. Well, we just think about it. Come on. If we believe in governmental authority that we're binding and loosening and we're controlling the very things that happen on earth, then you stop assembling Christians and what do you Hell knows this? Yes. Yes. Yes, hell knows it. We've got to know it too. But the church prayed. They were gonna behead Peter, but the church prayed, and heaven responded with a supernatural event and got Peter out of jail. And the man who was gonna kill Peter himself a few chapters later died. So we gotta look at this. All of creation took six days. There was no resistance to God's will. They were just tables and chairs. Man and his free will was added, and he gave him dominion. Then Adam had to name the animals. There's no telling how long it took Adam to name animals. God could have done it just like that. Do you all agree with that? But why did he not do it? God, Adam's taken too daggum long. Get out of the way. Let me do this. I can do it better. Because God had already bequeathed to Adam what Adam had. And so God submitted to what he had given Adam, which is dominion. Adam just means Adam. It's human. So we look at this. God has restricted himself by free will. Oh, that's where it starts to get tricky right there. When I start using that, do you believe that God has restricted himself by free will? Oh, this starts to get us a little bit itchy. Don't say there's any restriction, oh God. Uh, You see, do y'all feel that? It starts to get a little uncomfortable. God has restricted himself to man's free will. He can want you saved so bad. He can taste it and do everything for it. But he can't make your decision for him. He's restricted himself by his own free will, by, by giving you free will. That's what, that's what we just... See, we can't... That's why I gave you those. That's why I gave you all that. That's why I gave you the fact that if that generation that came out of Egypt was supposed to go in the promised land and they didn't, but God wanted them to and he can do anything he wants to do, why didn't he just make them go in the promised land? Because he's dealing with free will. He's dealing with us the same way. So as we look at this, so God has has, has restricted himself by free will and time. We see that in Jesus' life. At 12 years of age, what was he doing? He had it. He was astounding the teachers at 12 years of age. But what did he have to submit to? His parent and time. God was submit. Hey, he made us in time. So he sub, he's restricted by time. See, God has to grow things in us, and we have to be understanding that God doesn't just always... He works at the speed of seed, not at the speed of light. And my last quote from Watchman Nee as we go. Mm, okay. What God... This is, I want you all to listen. What God wants to do, man will not do. Is that true of your life ever? What God wants to do, man will not do. If God wants to do much, man does little. Should God wish to perform greatly, man wishes to perform minutely. In time, God's actions are governed by man. By man, I mean the church. When I neglect, and you know what? In my life, this is just me. There are things I don't want to learn because I have the responsibility of the knowledge. Anybody? Don't tell me that I'll be responsible for it. And so, When we come into and we ask the Lord for new revelation, we have to be responsible to the revelation. And now, I mean, Mike and I have preached prayer for years, and I just thought prayer was something you did. I mean, I wouldn't say this, and I knew better, but just kind of something you check off. The check off. You check off enough checks, kind of like we're leaving. You get enough stars across the top, and then you've earned it. Right, you've earned whatever you're trying to get rewarded for. Revival has a car, you got to do enough stars, you get a punch card. We all know punch cards, right? You do enough punch cards, and you're like, Well, I got my revival now, but that's not how it works. That's not what's that's not the principle that's governing, governing this whole thing. There is power in agreement, there is governmental power in agreement for binding and loosing why is it important that we understand this i always work better when i have understanding of something and i'm operating in the faith of that revelation and understanding and i know that god has ordained this hour for the church to enter the office of governmental authority and to be salt and light, to be the conduit by which hell cannot prevail against. I believe it. I know it to be true. I can feel it with everything in my being and thanks be to God. He didn't say we had to have a hundred or a thousand because I can't hardly get a hundred or a thousand people to agree. He said, all I got to have, any two. You can make a church in your kitchen table. Now, I'm not using that as a cop-out going, me and my wife just have home church. I need you here. See what I'm saying? We can do this because God has ordained it. He has commissioned us for this time and this space. And we're done. Thank you.